Welcome back to the Night Shift Podcast. I'm Sebastian Fenn. This week, I'll be continuing my exploration into the Alpha program, and following up on the personal matter Dr. Volta recently asked me to look into for him. But first, I want you to meet a ghost of my past, who walked into Night Shift Coffee late last week out of the blue. Olivia Lark. Here you go, Olivia. Thanks. This is... So strange. Good strange, I hope? Hmm. Good strange. <laughs> what are you even doing here? Have you been in Ecuador this whole time? God, no. I've been in and out, but the less time I spend here, the better. What happened to you? What do you mean? Bass, it's been more than ten years without contact. You just disappeared. There was no trace of you at the hospital, and you weren't listed with the other Harmony Hall deaths. I thought you must have burned up with everyone else, but no one would tell me anything. Up until very recently, I thought you were dead. Life's too short to get it all right. First time around, you better not fuck up. you, I mean. Did you even ask where I was? Or Joey? I... Yes, I asked. Oh, good. You at least know about Joey, then. Don't talk to me about Joey. Of course I know. Look, recovering took nearly two years of my life. I couldn't... I wasn't exactly in a good place. Will you at least tell me what happened? Uh. After you and Joey helped us escape, we saw the roof collapse. How did you get out? Liv, I really don't want to talk about it. Okay, I get it. Some other time, maybe. You look healthy. Really healthy, actually. You're practically unrecognizable. <laughs> I'm all fixed. How is that possible? It's complicated. But I'm feeling better than I have in years. Olivia and I grew up together in a group home just outside Gracefield. She'd been there her whole life. I landed there out of foster care when I was 13. In all the years we spent there together, Olivia was so sickly it felt as though we were always waiting for the worst to happen. But it never did. Instead, in the summer of 2011, our home at Harmony Hall was burned to the ground. We were separated, and we never spoke again. It's strange... I didn't think I would ever see Olivia again. I didn't plan on it, as bad as that sounds. But I don't begrudge our chance meeting. It's just a lot to wrap my head around after all this time. So, why show up now? What do you want? Wow, paranoid much. <laughs> Isn't it enough to want to rekindle an old friendship? You're right. <laughs> it's been a pretty rough week. Since you're asking, though... There is something I bet you could help me with. Okay. How much do you know about Valkyries? About as much as anybody. Great celestial warriors, children of the gods, divine healing powers and all that. 
no one's seen them since the magic disappeared. I want you to find one for me. <laughs> Wait, you're serious? Talk about an impossible task. Imagine what it would mean to people if we found a Valkyrie. People like me, how I used to be. We used to talk about this stuff all the time when we were kids. <laughs> when we were kids, I also believed the shadows at Harmony were full of monsters that were going to get me whilst I slept. It's a nice idea, but I don't even know where I'd begin. I heard a rumor about Ecker. That there's one hiding here, secretly using his powers to help people. Okay. So you want me to follow this rumor and... <laughs> do what? Expose him? I just want to be put in touch. Say I believe you. What have you heard? Okay, last summer, I was at Starstock. There was this guy there, sort of like a spiritual leader. I, I know how that sounds, but he was good at what he did. Giving out the most incredible guidance. Mm, I think Olivia was at a huge music festival. Is the weirdest part of this story so far. <laughs> if you're jealous, just say so. Oh, I am so jealous. So what about him? Right. I told him where I was from, and it turned out he'd passed through Ecker City before. Whilst he was here, he met a Valkyrie, and the Valkyrie changed his life. How lucid were you during this? Not the point. He said this guy could read him like a book, came to him in dreams and told him about his future. This Valkyrie had it all, even the gilded markings on his skin. He was apparently hiding somewhere in downtown, helping those who needed him most. Huh. That almost does sound real. I guess I can reach out to some people, see if there's a chance this person is still kicking around downtown. You are the best. We can call it an information trade. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I'm not going to ask you to do something for nothing. I think I might have something you'll like in return. We all know the stories. Myths and legends of Valkyries go as far back as history itself. Valkyrie magic was said to be God-given, the strongest and purest in the world. They would stay young and beautiful until their death, and their natural lives would extend well into the hundreds. Their touch could heal even the most potent of diseases, and revive the injured from the brink of death. Some have called them the antithesis of shades. From time to time, people still claim to encounter a Valkyrie like this, but... It's usually hyperbole, a case of mistaken identity, or even outright fraud. The things that set Valkyries apart, like their powers and the natural gold markings on their skin, could easily be hidden. Just like an alpha out of uniform, or a shade, you could definitely walk past a Valkyrie without any idea you'd seen one. Olivia's bargaining chip was a friend of hers who was accepted into Alpha last year, but didn't make it to the end of the program, just like Wolf. They agreed to talk about their experiences to help my investigation into Alpha. We're going to call them Charlie, but I don't think it's their real name. Hello? Hey, Charlie, it's Olivia. Is this a good time to talk about your time in Alpha? Sure. Fire away. This is Sebastian. I'm sure you remember me talking about him. Hi. Thanks for coming on to the show. No problem. Olivia tells me you want to know what it's like inside the training program. That's right. I've spoken to one ex-trainee and heard some unexpected things about physical and mental torment. I wouldn't exactly call it torment. 
It definitely pushes your limits, but no more than training for the special forces would. Or joining the CIA, I imagine. People train for years to be professional athletes, to reach the maximum potential for their bodies. In just over a year, Alpha Candidates can achieve the same thing and more. I can't talk about the specifics, but of course it's going to be grueling. Oh, like running to your sick? Definitely. They used to make Bastion and I do that. Olivia. It was never a big deal, though. You could see who really wanted it, and who thought signing up would be an easy way to get rich. You didn't graduate the program yourself, though. Unfortunately, I was diagnosed with something serious. It meant I couldn't keep taking the serum. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You learned to live with it. Augur had offered me a position in the company, and the program insurance covered my medical bills. That's really good of them. They're a good company. If you don't mind me asking, were you down on your luck when you signed up to Alpha? Not at all. I had trained in private security, so it felt like a logical next step. Was that unusual amongst candidates? There were a few who were desperate for the money. They weren't the ones who made it through. Interesting. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. If I have any other questions, I'll get back in touch. My pleasure. Thanks, Charlie. So, what do you think? Compared to what I've talked about with Wolf, that could not have been more different. Can I pass Charlie's details over to my friend Jenny? She's a journalist. She'll want this side of the story, too. Uh, sure. Great, thanks. What's next in the investigation, then? I'm gonna follow up with Wolf, see what he can tell me. But before that, I have an alpha to interview. I'll look into the Valkyrie thing when I'm done with that. Thank you. And thanks for the coffee. You're going already? I've got places to be. Call me. Not just if you find something. Alright. I will. I caught up with Alpha Leah Parrish again inside the employee gym at Augur HQ to finish the interview I had to bail on. Being inside their headquarters was like being behind enemy lines. As we spoke, she worked through an impossible routine that would have snapped my noodle body like a twig. She barely broke a sweat. People get the idea that once you graduate into Alpha, that's that. You get to sit back and cruise. It actually requires a lot of upkeep. What kind of upkeep? The strength and speed comes from the serum, right? But what the serum does is adapt various parts of your body to facilitate the enhancements. If the muscle deteriorates, we're still going to lose body performance the way anyone would if they didn't exercise. Program complete. So you still need to work out despite everything you went through to get augmented? Basically, we still need to regularly flex our powers, whatever they are, because they're adaptations, not natural genetics. You saw the electric eel interview. Everybody saw the electric eel interview. Final program. Begin. I know that guy. And let me tell you, if he doesn't practice on the reg with his powers, they get totally haywire. No one wants an unreliable alpha spewing electrical currents all over the shop. Practice is key. So what's your training regime like? Is it always this extreme? <sighs> Depends on the day. I'm always up and working out by six, and four times a week I run. Uh, there's two ability appraisals a year, a booster, and a medical. 
everything in between depends on shifts and assignments. A booster? Of the serum. I thought your body's adapted permanently. If you didn't get that booster shot, what? Would your power just disappear? I... <laughs> Good question. I guess... Think of it more like keeping our body's natural defenses from destroying the alpha cells. <sighs> Program complete. Give me a hand up, would you? I probably shouldn't do that. Why, afraid of a little alpha sweat? <laughs> it's not poisonous, you know. I wasn't afraid. Not of that. Whilst I still don't really know what happened to me before, the thought kept going round and round in my head. What if whatever happened to Cam happens to Leah? What if I touch an alpha and sap the power that makes them what they are? It wasn't a risk I was willing to take. Can I show you a photograph? Sure. Hey, that's me. Where do you get this? I've been speaking to that guy. Anonymously. He's not got the nicest things to say about Augur. I bet. Is there anything you can tell me to shed more light on that? I've been referring to him as Wolf for the show. Let me guess. He's been telling you the training program is terrible and inhumane. Something like that, yeah. Some people... They... They just can't cut it. I liked Wolf. He looked out for me in training when a lot of the others were not all that nice. But he failed the psych evals twice over, and he never should have passed the preliminaries. Alpha doesn't take trainees who won't be able to handle the extremities of the training program. They're not out here trying to traumatize people. Do you consider those extremities you went through to be traumatic? <laughs> That's uh, a charged question. Um, I don't want to discredit what Wolf feels he went through. You know, people handle their experiences differently. But... If you ask me, the reason we're not allowed to talk about what goes on in the program is because ordinary people aren't ever going to understand. Show an ordinary Joe the inside of a war zone and he's gonna say it's horrifying, isn't he? But the soldiers aren't there for the hell of it. They don't go through that for fun. It's a necessary evil. So you're calling Augur a necessary evil? <laughs> oh, believe whatever you want to believe. At the end of the day... Alphas are here to help. I'm an Alpha, and I'm here to help. That's my truth. Tell me about these side effects you've been experiencing with the new prescription. I'm back in Dr. Feldman's office. After what I experienced last week with my medication and with Cam, my paranoia has been through the roof. I'm hoping he can give me answers, or at least peace of mind. Nausea, dizziness, I felt like I've lost time once or twice. But then other times I feel... I don't know how to describe it. Don't worry about clarity, just tell me what comes to mind. I feel... awake. Like I've been switched off for a very long time and someone's just turned the power back on. Does it feel like a good thing? Yeah, kind of. The meds haven't staved off any of the paranoia, you know that. I don't know if it's the prescription actually helping, or just that I like the things I've been doing recently. You're referring to your podcast. 
The nature of it does concern me slightly, if only because you're exposing yourself to subjects that may increase your anxiety and paranoia. You're the one who told me to find a creative outlet. I'd say it's working. And has having an outlet provided any relief from your other symptoms? I don't know if I'd say that. I've been having nightmares again. I see. Is this something you're ready to explore? We can get into the root of them if you'd be comfortable. This is one of Feldman's regular tricks. He drives a lot of our conversations towards that night at Harmony Hall. The thing is, I don't remember it. Try as we might, I've blocked it out, like a bad dream slipping from your mind as soon as you wake up. I'd rather focus on my meds. If you think I should keep taking them, I will. But I really can't be out of my head at work. I can't afford to lose another job. I understand, and believe me, I don't want you in that state either. There's something else, too. I'm listening. The other day, I touched a friend of mine and did something freaky to their magic. Like I completely drained it. That isn't possible, right? You're born with magic or you get Augs, and I definitely don't have Augs. It isn't possible to develop a power like that, no. Are you sure it was a direct consequence of you touching your friend? They seem pretty sure. I guess they could be wrong. Have you been drinking much recently, taking anything untoward? <laughs> Why does that matter? You seem rougher than usual. Today I'm only trying to garner the most significant cause of it. Given your history with substance abuse, I thought that perhaps... The way I seem today has nothing to do with what I've been doing recreationally. Are you not listening to me? Something really weird happened. I am listening, Sebastian. I'm trying to help you. Mixing alcohol or narcotics with this prescription may be a cause of these side effects you've been experiencing. <sighs> Maybe I just... I know how this sounds. The ingredients are experimental. Is there some chance they've drastically changed something in my body? You can rest easy. There is nothing in that medication that would cause this kind of development. This power, as you called it. How do you feel about it? Honestly, I don't want any part of it. I just want to be left alone, and I want the dreams to stop. I would like you to take note over the next few weeks of what you're experiencing, especially if anything else unexplainable occurs. Perhaps spend some time at home. How long has it been since you saw your aunt? Uh, too long, probably. Familial connections are important. They can be very grounding. In the meantime, what I can do for you today is give you another prescription to take whenever you experience these negative side effects. If they persist, we'll arrange a full medical assessment. We will get to the bottom of this, I assure you. Sorry about the quality of this. To be honest, I'm probably towing the line of what I can say here, but if you explain this, not me, I think we're good. What am I looking at? You tell me. Rogue Wolf has sent me a candid video from inside the training facility of what he previously referred to as the aptitude tank. It shows two people in lab coats with, presumably, an alpha trainee as he's sealed into a tank of water and forced to hold his breath way beyond what's safe. Every time they let him up for air, they demand an answer out of him. He can't give one. 
They force him down again, add more time to the clock. He's desperate, begging them to let him out between choking and gasping. At one point, one of them stamps on his arm to stop him grabbing at the side of the tank. Whatever they want to hear, he can't give it to them. This goes on for 15 minutes, in and out of the water, until the trainee thrashes so hard that he smashes the glass and floods the room, setting off a deafening alarm. What are they asking about? That I can't tell you, unfortunately. Is the water being used as a punishment? No. As punishing as it looks, they're waiting for a particular reaction. How long would this go on for? Hours, if they had to. Did anyone ever die? There was a death in the program whilst I was in it. Not from this, but I doubt it was the only one. I've got to answer that. We'll have to finish this another time. Compared to Charlie's story, Wolf's evidence is pretty hard to swallow. There's pushing limits, and then there's inhumane treatment. I need to know what Augur has to say about this. How have you been feeling? Still exhausted. Have you spoken with your doctor yet? I saw him today. He's given me something for the side effects, so I should be okay now, I think. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. And I've been looking into that lead for you. Have you had any luck? I have. I've arranged to meet someone at that place you told me about later this week. I'm pleased to hear it. Do let me know as soon as you learn anything. I will. Was there anything else? Actually, I do have something to ask you, as usual. Go ahead. I've been sent some video footage from the Alpha training facility. It's not good. Actually, from an outside perspective, it's pretty damning what I'm looking at. Sebastian. You and your company keep harping on about ethics, but it's looking more and more like that's all talk to cover up what really goes on. Whatever you think you found. If you could go on record and give me a statement to explain this instead of just trying to shut me up, maybe. I don't think you should be airing If this. you just explained it to me, I wouldn't have to keep asking. This stops here. I am not your inside informant on what goes on in my company. I... Stop. Asking questions you know I can't answer about things I doubt you could wrap your small mind around. I can assure you, if there is any legitimacy to your evidence, there is absolutely nothing untoward going on inside my department. What you lack is context. Then give me context! This conversation is over, Mr. Fenn. Ugh, screw you, Volta. Of course I can't get a straight answer out of you. As frustrated as I am, I don't disbelieve Angelo when he says there's nothing untoward going on. At least, not under his watchful eye. I need to change tack with this investigation if I'm gonna get any further. In the meantime, I've passed on Olivia's contact and Wolf's video to Jenny Holt. For now, let's get back to Olivia's quest to find a Valkyrie. Valkyries? I'd be surprised if they ever actually existed. It's all made up like dragons and ghosts. Children's stories. Oh, Justin! That's boring! I think they're really cool! You know that song at number one right now? 
The singer Kara has this whole Valkyrie thing as an aesthetic. Gold, ink tattoos, and everything. Even if they aren't real, I love it. Gold tattoos would be pretty cool. What do you think, Norv? Hmm? Oh, Justin would definitely look good with gold tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what he was asking. I really thought the search would be long and fruitless, but as it turns out, it didn't take much time at all to track down a man named Alvider in downtown Ecor, who called himself a celestial clairvoyant. What if we actually find him and it's true? What then? He could do so much more good if he was open about it. Imagine it, a real Valkyrie. Don't you think he'd get taken advantage of? What if he doesn't want people to know? If I had the power to help people to that degree, I wouldn't keep that to myself. All too often, people with the resources to make change just hoard them for their own benefit. This isn't a tax-the-rich kind of thing. It's about what makes someone who they are. I don't think anyone should have to be open and proud. When you're different, it's hard enough sometimes just to exist. You don't have to tell me that. I think this is it. Looks kind of run down, huh? The open sign is still on. But it's locked. It looks like somebody robbed the place. Maybe our Valkyrie is long gone? Uh, I wonder if something happened to him. If someone else found him first. Hang on. You brought something to pick the lock? If it's abandoned, there's no reason not to go in, right? Maybe we can find something. A clue as to what happened? Never change, Bass. Couldn't if I tried. What are you doing? Oh, shit. Hi! Are you... Elvita? By any chance? <laughs> it depends on who's asking. If so, we've been looking for you. Is this not your shop? Did something happen to it? Actually, I'm upstairs. The shop front has been empty for a while. Oh. Alvida is a very ordinary looking man. The last thing I expected was just a guy in jeans and a t-shirt. A regular guy. I don't know. No ethereal voice. No dramatics. He invited us up to his equally ordinary and undramatic apartment to talk. Here, make yourselves comfortable. Tea? Thank you. Do you have coffee? I've got a long night ahead of me. Sure. I'll be right back. Well? Well what? What do you think? Did you see the gold on his arm? That's a Valkyrie marking. You know tattoos exist, right? He wouldn't be the first person to fake it. Have you ever seen those Valkyrie stripper bars? I don't think this guy is a stripper. I mean... He's got the body for it. But I kind of expected... more? Like what? Like heavenly trumpets or something. Here. Sugar, if you want it. Thank you. May I ask? Why is it you came here today? Are you looking for celestial guidance, or perhaps a glimpse at your future path? Can you heal? I... <laughs> I'm afraid that's outside the realms of my abilities. <laughs> I thought all Valkyries could heal. Bass, be nice. Perhaps once, a long time ago, 
My magic is more inclined to clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can still help me. Can you tell me about my future? That I can do. Give me your hands. I can see that you're a strong person. You've been through a lot in your life, haven't you? I have. And for so long you've been holding on. Huh. I can see a, a long path ahead of you. But it isn't a given. You're living in a cycle. The wheel is turning, and your next decision will determine what you gain and what you lose. I have a lot to lose. <laughs> that you do. How do I know if I'm making the right choice? Look to the past. The answer will lay itself out for you. <laughs> Pass! <laughs> it's alright. I can see your friend struggles with trust. You can say that again. Perhaps you could use some guidance yourself. I'll even wave the charge. Those in need of spiritual aid must not be kept from it. Nah, I'm good. It'll only take a moment. Give me your hands. Uh... Good. Now, let us begin. You seem shaken up. Was it what he said to you? What? No, that was all nonsense. It's more like his lack of reaction when he touched me. What does that mean? Forget it. <laughs> Sorry, Liv. I think your Valkyrie is a fraud. I don't know. I'm definitely thinking about what he said to me. But either way, it doesn't matter. Valkyrie or not, he wasn't what I'm after. What are you after? Healing? You said you're all better now, right? I am! M maybe I'll tell you about it sometime. Yeah, yeah. Don't feel like you have to. Look, I've got somewhere I need to be tonight, but... Olivia? What is it? I just wanted to say... It's nice. To spend time with you again. Oh. I'm sorry about everything. You couldn't help it. I know that. I should have looked for you. I'm not in the place I was back then anymore. Forget about it. You're forgiven. I... Sure. Let's not be strangers, huh? See you around, Bess. I'm on my way to this establishment that Volta wants me to check out. I feel kind of bad for how far I pushed it with him before, so I guess I'd better pull this off to save face. Anyone from Nightfall Main Street? This place is super seedy looking. I can see why Volta wanted someone who would blend in. Feels like someone might flash a knife if I look at them wrong. But I guess that's nightfall for you. If I die here, I want everyone to know I'm going to die looking like a clown with my hair gel back and my shirt half unbuttoned. 
I was going for suave. I don't think I'm even capable of suave. <clears throat> hey man, I'm meeting someone here. Dagger? Name? Joey Finch. Right. Good news. You're on the list. Gate to Red Room. I've got a Joey Finch for Dagger. Alright, send him to the back. Blue door, next to the bar. Thanks. If I'm lucky, this won't take long. First. Oh, sweetie. Get lost or I'll gut you. Food, whatever. <laughs> You're a dagger, right? That's right. Shall we, Finch? Sure. Dagger was covered in tattoos. Every inch of available skin from her knuckles to her neck. They looked as though she'd done most of them herself. She led me deeper into the club, down to a basement under the dance floor. The lie I'd told to arrange the meeting started to feel thinner and thinner the further down we spiraled, as though I was descending right into the belly of an enormous beast. Armed with only my wits, I was staking everything on a single piece of information from Volta I prayed was right. We passed a string of rooms without stopping. Dagger led me to a lounge at the far end of the corridor where a group of men were playing cards. Hey, Dagger. Oh, walk yours really as always. Already sick of having that tongue in your mouth, Nico. Ignore the riffraff, doll. Come, take a seat. Let's get down to business. Sure. All right, let's talk. You've got something you think we want. That's why I'm here. No, you're here. Because you want something from us. A connection. Information. That's all. Well, hurry up and get on with it, because you only have three minutes to interest me. I'm looking for someone. Goes by Freya? Hmm, Freya. The goddess of love. It's not the usual kind of connection I set up, but I am very flexible. You know that's not what I'm talking about. Do I? <laughs> all right. Say I do. What do you know about Freya? That's why I'm asking. I can take my deal elsewhere, if you can't help. Never said I couldn't, but you understand we have to be careful. Why don't you wait here for a moment and I'll see what I can do. Hey, big guy. I've got Joey Finch here, asking questions about Freya. What do you think? Should I throw a dog a bone? I have no idea what I'm talking about here. <laughs> I really hope Volta's information is right, because they are not going to let me back out of this place alive if I'm wrong. Yeah? Perfect. Oh, you 
even more perfect. All right, leave it to me. Have you got anything for me? I thought we could play a little game. Like cards? Oh, cute. Maybe next time. No, let's play Five Finger Filet. Uh. Oh, please. It'll be so fun. I'll tell you what you want to know. It's a good deal. You've just got to play a little game to get your information because I love games. Sure. Oh, great. Love a team player. Put your hand out. I flattened my palm on the table and spread my fingers as wide as I could. And then I watched his dagger touch her fingers to one of her tattoos, a rough depiction of a knife. It peeled away from her skin and became real in her hand. Small magic. Except it didn't seem so small, looking at all the other ink across her body. I could see needles, bullets, skeleton keys. Who knows what else this woman was concealing on her own skin. You really don't want to flinch, sugar. All right, ask away and I'll see what I can tell you. Freya, she's here in Acro City? Sometimes. Not this week. When will she be back? Maybe tomorrow. Maybe next month. How do I contact her? Couldn't say. Come on, you've got to give me more than that. <laughs> I can't say because I don't know. Ask better questions. Okay, um, I heard she can move anything you're trying to sell. Completely untraceable. That's right. I have an important person who has things she'll find valuable. Things he wants to shift. That he needs buyers for. I need to find her because my person wants to make a connection. He's not looking for a one-off arrangement. He is looking to cut a deal. Who do I have to prove myself to, to convince you we're worth betting on? What can I do for you? <laughs> Careful. I could have really hurt you. So do you know? I might have heard a little something. There's that bone I promised. What is that? An end goal. You prove yourself to me, and maybe we'll get this party started. How do I prove myself? I'll be in touch, don't you worry. Just follow my orders and everything will work out just fine. I'll wait on you, then. Dagger's end goal was a business card. On the side I could see, it had an ink design. A runic coin embossed with three interlocking triangles. From what I could find later on, the design relates back to Iser, the pantheon of gods from Proto-Norse paganism, so I figure it must lead to this Freya figure Angelo is looking for. I'll be honest. I think I'm in deeper than I should be. But if this is what it takes to get Dr. Volturi's answer, I can't see any other way. I'm going to see it through. I'm home at last. It's nearly 2 a.m. I think Dagger bought it. Thank God she did. And I've still got all my fingers. Volta, this had better be worth it. Someone left something for me in my mailbox while I was out. It's an envelope with my name on it. No address. I don't recognize the handwriting either. 
Huh. It's a CD. One of those ones you write yourself. I guess I should see if there's anything on it. If this is from someone I know, way to be cryptic. There's a single file on it. It's named Harmony. 01-16-2011. I... I'm just gonna play it. Coast is clear. Come on. We're gonna get in so much trouble if they catch us. Then we better make sure they don't catch us. <laughs> Joey, be serious. Is this some kind of joke? How did somebody get this? I thought everything was destroyed. <laughs> I... I never, ever thought I'd hear his voice again. Coast is clear. Come on. I don't know if I can do this. I need time to... Yeah. Process. I'll play you the rest, but I'm going to turn this thing off. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time. We're gonna get in so much trouble if they catch us. Then we better make sure they don't catch us. <laughs> Joey, be serious. Olivia, are you awake? We're still doing it. Damn right we are. Let's go. As if we ever give her reason to trust us. You've got this right, Bastion. I hope so. Just like I showed you. <laughs> I did it. Way to go. Shh. Come on, inside, quick. Fleming's gonna have all the luxuries up here when we have nothing downstairs. Guess who just found our files? Who wants to know what Fleming and her cronies think of us? <laughs> I do. We should read each other's. Here, take Olivia's. I don't know about this. Afraid of what you might find? Joseph Finch. Behavioral issues. Oh, this ought to be good. Joey exhibits combative behavior that seems unaffected by either discipline or positive reinforcement. General contrariness, lack of respect for authority, and attention-seeking outbursts. He's a ringleader with the other children. That sounds like me. Consider a period of isolation if nothing improves. As if anything could keep us apart. We will not bow to our dictators. <laughs> What does Liv say? Okay, uh... Olivia Lark. Symptoms observed. 
lethargy, headaches, persistent low-grade fever, intolerance to various stimuli leading to nausea and seizures. Another episode recorded yesterday, second in a month, suggested course of alprazolam for another eight weeks. Ugh, they put me on that before. It was awful. Remember when I was dizzy all the time? You should definitely tear that page out. I'm not going to tear the page out, Joey. I'll just hide them under my tongue and spit them out later. General concerns about Olivia's prognosis. What does that mean? It means they think I'm going to die. Not on my watch. No one's dying. Got it? Fleming just needs to hire better doctors. Right. Bastion. Let's see what we've got. Inconsistency in previous living arrangements has led to unhealthy attachments. Impulsive tendencies towards self-damaging activities may be due to friendship with... <laughs> Joey Finch. <laughs> You're a bad influence. <laughs> Thank you. Can I see that? Knock yourself out. What else is Fleming keeping in here? General pessimistic attitude observed. This must be your smokestash. I hate those wallops so much they stink. I think we can do something about that. As well as instability of mood and self-image. <laughs> what are you? Ew, what is that? Rat droppings. It's not our fault if she doesn't keep her office clean. When emotionally volatile, <laughs> staff have noted a surge in... Whoa, 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 wait, wait. Bass Joe, look at this. What is it? They're gonna close this place down. What? Funding to be cut to Harmony Hall within the next 12 months? They're kicking us out. They can't do that. Where would we even go? It, it's not like most of us have families to go to. I I can't. I I need their help. They're, they're doctors. There's no way I could... Liv, are you okay? I, I, I just feel kind of dizzy. My legs are all numb. Hey, hey. You're all right. What if they kick us out on the street? What then? Not going to happen. And even if it does, as long as the three of us are together, we're going to be okay. I don't know about that. Bess, don't say that. Shh. I meant I can hear someone coming. Oh, crap. Hide. Hide. <laughs> What's the point of living if you don't do it a little dangerously? Come on, turn that damn thing off. Let's go to the roof. The Night Shift Podcast is hosted by Sebastian Fenn, produced in Echor City by Nocturne Studios. 
If you're enjoying our show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It really helps other people find us. We also have merch. Find our shop at www.nightshiftpod.com. Additional voices provided by Sasha Alexandra, Nicole Kelgard, Chantal King, Adam Clark, Chase R., Julian Sanchez, V. Black, Eric Raymond, Donna Shaw, Ash Pendragon, Victor Valdeon, Doug Nesbitt, Andre Rivera, Sarah Bakirin, Vic Trevino, Ravinia, and Peter Wicks. Executive producers, Sophia Johansson, Emily Hogarth, and Katie B. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you'd like to support us, you can do so on Ko-Fi at ko-fi.com slash nightshift. Opening theme by Pastiche.